Hey, Mark, fake banter for the intro. That's all I know how to do. Great. Good to be here. Welcome to Tuesdays with... Stories. Hit her in the face with a surfboard. And then the duck fell out of his bag. <laughs> Surf's up. And she didn't even flush. Knock, knock. Who's there? Mark Norman and Joe Les. Yeah! This is Tuesdays with Stories, everybody. Yeah, that's terrible. This is supposed to be cheesy. My radio is spitting at me. Hello, everybody. Wow. How about this? Oh, wait, let's open this up a little bit. Yeah. We got the mountains in the background. The Santa Ana winds are blowing, baby. The mountains win again. Look at that. How boy. about this? This is the coolest recording spot we've ever done. Probably. We're about a mile away from a giant mountain kissing the sky. The shoulder, the uh, the clouds are just nicking the nipple of that puppy. I might mo- I'm moving. This is what we've been discussing. I'm uh-huh. going to move across from you. This is how I sit in the office with Alan. There you go. This is what it's like. Wow. Just like this. All right. We got it. We're in Santa Ana. Well, we got to stop saying that, I guess. We're in Barulo or something like that. Bernalillo. Bernalillo. We're in Bernalillo. But we're on a uh, reservation called Santa Ana Reservation. Oh, is that right? And we're outside of Albuquerque, New Mexico. We're recording the podcast on location yeah, in, the in hotel Mark's room. hotel room. Can you say Adobe? Adobe? What's that from? Oh, I don't know. That's Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Oh. He visits the Alamo. I thought you were asking me if like, I can say like, it's a difficult word. Nah, easy word. It's a, it's a kind of clay, I guess. Yeah, I think it's red. Yeah, yeah, well, like well, the people. Well, we were talking about, we walked to Starbucks this morning, which was a, a three-hour hike. You can't <laughs> even see it out the window. We're on the seventh floor here. A three-hour hike. It was long. Yeah, and arduous. But we went to uh, Starbucks, and we were talking about how I prefer, I love the Southwest, the mountain, and this is like spectacular here, this yeah. view. And uh, the Native Americans and the mountains and the Grand Canyon and all that stuff. But I'm more of a northeast, northwest outdoors hiker guy. I like the green. I like the huge yes. pine trees and the moisture. And I even prefer the animals. You got rattlesnakes and mountain lions here. Oh, yeah. But up north, you got, you know, black bears and grizzlies and you squirrels, rabbits. You like some fur on uh, your animal. You want a fluffy little bitch. That's a good way to put it. I like because even the forest feels furry. Yes. And it feels like it harvests life. This feels like death to death. me. Death. Also, it's scorpions and beetles and lizards. Yeah, it's no fun. It's all this uh, bad atmosphere. Good band names. Uh, scorpions, oh. the beetles. Yeah. You know why? Because they got to live in harsh elements. Are there any tough? Are there any bands from the woods? Animals? Well, you got the well, the, the the more sports teams. You know, the bears and the tigers lions. and the lions. Yeah. And oh my. Um, but I, li- I don't get me wrong. Now, don't write at me and be upset. I do love the Southwest. I do love the the prairies and the wide open, the mountains in the background. Mm. Those are cool. I just prefer Oregon, Maine, yes. Washington, New Hampshire, Vermont. I like that. I like green. This is all yellow and yeah, it's warm colors and it's dry. It's just dusty, dry, yes. sandy, clit. Yeah, it's the kind of thing. Did we talk about this recently? Was it you and I or someone else? Mm. I forget who it was. I'll think of it later. I don't want to sit here and think about it. But isn't it weird when you you can't understand people not liking the same thing as you? <laughs> I don't isn't have it? that. I don't have that. But you, like, don't you, you think like, we agree? Like, we're like, how is this? Don't you think this is so much better? I mean, that's so much like the green. Yeah. so much better. 
So you agree, but like, isn't it weird to be like, how do you like that better? It's I, dry and dead and yellow. But I think that's the spice of life. Otherwise, you wouldn't have gays and uh, people who are an Asian women. You know, you need like a, a good to have differences. I'm not saying it's bad. Uh-huh. I'm just saying sometimes like, like people that think Casino is better than Goodfellas. Oh, Doesn't that blow your mind? That is odd. Where you're like, what? And then party goes, are you fucking with me? Are you just trying to be different, right. you kook? Or people are like, the Stones. I, I never got, I don't like yeah, that. You're like, yeah. you don't like the Stones. Right, right. Doesn't that like... I, don't you find it mystifying sometimes? Yes. People are like people are like I don't like music. Yeah, you're like I don't understand you. Or like chicken pot. People every once in a while you meet someone that's like I don't like pizza. You're right. Like, you don't like pizza. Yeah, you don't like ice cream. What's wrong? And and your life is worse. How about that? What are, these are some of the great joys. And we've gotten to this about about food. About where I'm like you don't like uh, asparagus or okra or whatever the hell. I don't even know if you do like those, but well, asparagus I love now. But I remember grow, meeting you and being like you don't like this. You're like well. And I'm like, you're, you're missing out. You're like, well, I don't like it. How am I missing out? Right. Good point. Uh-huh. But, that, but, you, so, but you do see what I mean. Yeah, that, I see what you mean. things where you're like, what? How, how, do you, how do you like that better than that? It's crazy, yeah. It's interesting. Yeah, I guess. And it's funny. Like, I'll take a bite of cantaloupe. I don't enjoy cantaloupe. And somebody else will take a bite and go, that's good. Well, that's an interesting thing with, like, taste buds. Taste. So that's interesting because you're like, that's... Or sometimes it's texture, a preference. Mm. So I guess it's like food I, I understand more, but maybe I'm a picky eater, so that's why I understand it more. Uh-huh. But some yeah, things maybe. you're like, I guess some people don't have a sweet tooth. They're like, I don't like yeah, sugar. Or you're like, yeah. what? That's interesting. How but, can you not like a fucking cupcake? Oh, I love a cup. Cupcake Royale in West Seattle. Mm. There's probably a few of them. In, oh, there's a few in Seattle. Maybe they're all over. I don't know. But they make a mean cupcake. Okay. It's insane. I, I dream about it. Cupcakes had a had a resurgence in, I feel like, the late 2010s or whatever. It's just like Cupcake Factory, Magnolias, everything popped up with Cupcake. Right. Anal. Sometimes this food that's so good, I think I could jerk off thinking about it. Well, like, I think about, like, the waffle covered in maple syrup oh. with butter as I stare at IHOP out the window. They call it food porn. Yeah, Those I think I could just beat off. Drizzling, and, you know, you see, like, even like a... Like, I try not to eat fast food, but those burgers, they look so good in the commercial. It's just stacks of boiling or moist burger meat with that cheese melting on there with the ketchup and the mustard. No question about it. Well, I'm going to L.A. tomorrow as we record. This is where Uh-oh. we're pre-recording. And that In-N-Out, it's just so hard to drive by In-N-Out, especially oh. when it's like you don't see it that often. We don't have yes, it there. Yes, it's special. But this is distracting. Oh, you, that you should. We'll take a photo and post it when the episode comes yes. out. It's just a big mountain. You, you feel something. I'm getting an energy from that mountain. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think they're very wise. There's wisdom. In, it's life comes from the mountain. The sure. snow drips down into the water. You drink the water. The clouds become snow, and the snow becomes water, and the water becomes Pepsi. And it, it's Right. It's you know, magical. You, you need it. It is magical. And yeah. the mountains moved, and the crusts crumbled, yes. and cookies are tasty that's how the cookie crumbles and then you get that one guy goes how could there not be a god when you look out there and see the, the water turns into a human which is a fish which is a faggot or whatever you know ah jeez. but you know like you can see it right there and it's pretty amazing but i still go ah it's nature and it figured itself out yeah it happened but i i, I get i mean i'm a spiritual uh cunt here but yeah, the God thing. I don't know that somebody made it. Yeah, also, if they made it, why would they make it? We get cancer. We uh, get anal warts. You know, like, he, he invented all that, too, I guess. Really fucked up? Yeah. Well, that is, like, to me, it's like, more so than that. Like, you need to have death. You can't have life without death. Wouldn't that be crowded? But, yeah, it'd be a problem. But, uh, 
I don't get like the the pedophiles. You got peop, adults fucking kids. You could have really. That's where I have a trouble. I don't want to get too into religion because one then we're gonna lose people here. Well, but I I have a hard time with people that are um, religious or whatever, and they're like God works in mysterious ways. You're uh, like that's your reasoning for a, cop out. a kid getting fucked. Mm-hmm. Where, where where was God? Why wasn't he protecting that child? Exactly. He he gets all the credit. I mean, this has been covered eight zillion times, but it's like George Carlin's bit. When they make a touchdown, they go, thank God when they drop the ball, they don't blame him. Yeah. Same thing. Well, also, it's it's a little bit... So I, I feel I'm afraid we're going to... We're better off taking, talking politics than this, but <laughs> I don't want to lose half the audience, but it's also a thing of like, so God blessed you. Uh-huh. He may you get your yes. job, but while you're doing it, he just forgot this kid that's getting fucked in a fucking... The side of the highway or whatever. Right. And then, you that's know. that's crazy. Or like Greg Stone has a bit about it uh, where he was dating a girl. They ended up breaking up because his her father was in the World Trade Center. She's like, God saved my father. And you're like, what an asshole you are. So you're just yeah. saying God chose to kill these 3,000 people and saved your dad. Yeah. But you got to, I understand religion. I mean, I'm a spiritual guy. I read a religious book every day. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I believe in things. So I don't want to shit on people's religion. But those things make it difficult to understand. Agreed. And I also do want to point out that if you're religious, you tend to be better people. Most people I know who are religious are like nicer, quieter, calmer, rational. Not rational, but they're uh, they're giving and polite and whatnot. And then people who aren't as religious, who are maybe are more clear thinking and realistic, are more cunty. That's true. So, I'm a very cynical person. Yeah. I mean, religion is also... I like the idea of religion, and there, I think it has... Benefits. ...caused a lot of good. Yes. I don't know if I want to say more good than bad, but because you got bad. wars and, again, the, the cover-ups in that Catholic church there. Uh, but this is some heavy stuff we're into here. Yeah, well, looking at these mountains, it makes you really rethink your anal. Yeah, it makes you contemplative. Contem. Well, we're also just been walking around conversing, so the conversation keeps going into places, and it's uh, one of the fun things of life. Don't you find conversation to be one of the most pleasurable things in life? I completely agree. It's it's uh, it's riveting. It's, it used to be playing on a playground was so fun and all that, but this is really one over everything. When you hit adulthood, I feel like conversation, it, it gets something going in you. It, like, Get your goat. You know, you're at a diner. You're really getting somewhere. You don't want to leave. I know. That's why I want to go to IHOP. I'm like, let's walk over there. We'll sit down. We'll have a waitress. The waitress will be weird and yeah. ugly and fat, and we'll shit on her, and then we'll the butter will be too hot. Like, we were at Starbucks, and I was like, right away, I could tell what's happening. They forgot my tea, and yes. then you have that thing, and then we had some rabbit, you, some toy, a dog, you press, and it jingles oh, everywhere. Yeah, we're getting laughs in there. You're getting to some adventures, which, I, again, a theory I've talked about. I don't know if I talked about it in the pod. Maybe I did, but... When we were younger, I've, I've, we've talked about, I've talked about this a lot because I have this new theory about like a lot of my depression and anxiety is from isolating and being lonely, where when I was younger, I lived with Tom Dustin and EJ Murphy, and we were together all the time. We ran uh, errands together. Oh, we wow. would go to the bank together. Same We'd go here. get a coffee. To my, he'd like, I got to go to the DMV. I'm like, I'll come with you. Right. And then you just sat and watched TV, like sometimes in silence for hours. Sure. And you'd be like, what do you think about this? Like. You're never watching TV with people anymore. No. Maybe a game, a big game. Maybe a game, but it's an occasionally, event. occasionally, yeah. And it's like, quiet, we're watching the game. Like, back then, you'd be like, you flip it through channels. You're like, want to watch this? All right, we'll watch this. Right. And that's fun. And occasionally, you have it. Sarah and I have, I mean, I'm married to a comic. I have a life partner, so we do it a lot. But even then, it's like, she's got to do some editing, and I got to do this, and you got a job. Yeah. There's something fun about just continuous companionship, it which is, is nice about co-headlining. Co-headlining. Right. I said that weird. Co-headlining. <laughs> yeah. 
a theater. Yeah, well, you can really get to that because you know in the beginning there's the awkward like, "What's going on with you? How's that, about that weather? How's your asshole? Whatever." But then if, when you can really get to that comfortable, you're being exactly yourself, both of you, and it's working. Right. There's nothing better. Yeah, it's but a special. It also depends on the person. You talk about how great conversation is, and I agree. But we've all been there where you're like, I've been with this guy three days. I can't get three words out of this guy. He's a fucking queef. He stinks. But enough about our parents, folks. Ah, Uh, yes. But that's also the thing of like, that's what's special about our relationship and relationships in general. Because there's only about fucking 20 people that I feel that way with. Right. Well, 20 is pretty good. Yeah, that's in the world. It's spread out. Yeah. But even then, there's only, there's like four that it's like really great. Right, right. There's a lot that you're like, okay, that's enough of that. Or, I mean, yeah, just that walk to Starbucks, I felt like we had a, that was a humdinger. Yeah, we got it. We should have recorded it. I know. But then you need some regular conversations that aren't podcasting. Sure. But I'll tell you, when I was, I remember, you know, being mentally preparing myself for the Seinfeld hang and all that, which was such a big deal, and I was terrified and nervous. I remember saying to myself, I'm going to go in and show them. That I can hang. I'm one. Of, I'm gonna. I want to be one of those people in life that he could talk to. Right. And I remember going in thinking that we have that. Uh, we have that with other friends, you know. And I wanted him to see that I could do it because you don't want to be up there going, "What else is going on?" Yeah, yeah. Well, there's certain there's one episode specifically of comedians in cars where you're like, "This Woo! is brutal." Oh, there's a couple. Uh, more than one, I think. Brutal. Well, what I'm thinking about. By the way. Sam has texted. He's a couch guy. Thank you. The couch is there. It would be. It's too weird not to use it because it's so big. See, I feel that way about the chair. We're talking about therapy. There's a chair that Mark can't even visualize. He's never even seen the I chair. I don't even think about the chair. There's a chair and a couch, and Sarah and I started this debate of who sits where, and Sarah thinks that men sit on the chair and women sit on the couch, but... She's wrong, obviously, because you're you're a couch and Sam's a yeah. couch. I'm on the edge of the couch like this, talking to him. He's 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 like right where you are. Maybe but that's a the chair. Further. It's closer. <laughs> the chair is physically closer. I didn't even see the chair. You can lean in and get close, but the chair is physically closer than the couch. All right. And the chair's got arms, and he's in a chair. I'm in a chair. The couch is too much, and it's leather, so you slip down. I always slide down. <laughs> I've only sat on the couch once, and I went with Sarah because it was I, she can't sit on my lap in the chair. Right, it'd be weird if I put her over there. I'm all cha- and the couch is three seats. A yeah. couch is for three people. But I, it's me, like oh, I got my own row. And oh, a plane. I see. I got my own. I'm in a first class seat. There's no row. Oh, you're not laying down in that thing. You got no leg room. I'm first class, baby. Well, I'll put my feet on his dick. There you um, go. I bet he's packing. Oh, for sure. <laughs> the women are turned on by him. No. Adrian and Sarah want to fuck him because no. he listens. Is that right? It's a man listening, and he's kind of a handsome guy. Uh, looks yeah. looks like a bit of a ghoul. I, wow, he's 109 years old. He's sure. very wise. I guess so. Yeah, he looks like an old like an old toucan. I bet his cock dangles. Oh, yeah. And he wears all black. He was in a street gang in the uh, Lower East. A street gang? Yeah, he was in a Jewish street gang, which is a bit of an oxymoron. You know, that sounds like a maybe a bake sale or something. It's an oxymoron. Ah. Uh-huh. Uh, street toughs robbed you. <laughs> <laughs> street toughs. Uh. They were quite taken by it. Um, <laughs> now, what do you think about this? I, I had an idea. Wait, I had something. I lost it. The couch. Oh, oh I, I was talking to him too. about something. Hey, he was saying we, we had to go to Beverly's room, his wife's room. She's oh, a therapist it, next door. Isn't it weird going in there? It's like, whoa, am I allowed? It's big and weird. We've d- I've done it a couple times in there. And he a couple said, times. We used to use this room for group therapy. Ah. And he's like, nobody does that anymore. The times have changed. But like back in the 80s and 90s, you'd have group therapy. Oh. And it wasn't a group of people that knew each other. Interesting. It was a bunch of people. And he goes, that was great because you could do... You could practice what I'm talking about right then and there. In real time. You could be like, this guy, why are you talking to me like that? 
I don't want people to talk to me like that. Instead of being like, when you go home, call your mother and tell her you don't want to deal. Right in the moment, he could be like, why are you letting them talk about that? Yeah. And he said it it kind of sad. He's like, no one does it anymore. That's not the way. Because I think with phones, everything's individualized and social media, whatever. But it used to be you'd just get nine people in there being like, my dad hates me. And he's like, maybe it's because you're a fucking loser. Well, you're a fucking piece of shit. Yeah, I I think you're right. People used to, I mean, we're social beings and we used to congregate. And that's why cities and villages start because you go, there's a guy over there. I want to go over there. You need to be around people. And we've really lost all that. I think that's also why comedy is getting so popular. I got to sit in a group and hear thoughts. Podcast, you want to hear? We literally have to seek out a conversation because we have so few. Yes. So you have to download a conversation and listen to it and go, "This is pleasurable." That's part of uh, depression. Yeah. I'm phone. I got, I'm trying to get off the phone, but every time I try, something comes up. Yeah, it's impossible. And and also, let me throw this at you, Fatty. No, stick it right in my ass. Well, I, I my phone does this weird thing that I didn't even ask it to do, where it goes. Uh, this week, you used yep. seven hours of screen time. And in my head, I was like, seven hours? of That is appalling. That is so embarrassing. I got to get off my phone. I got to go get a fucking hobby, take a hike. What am I doing? And then I realized, well, wait a minute. I do all my work on my phone. Yes. I do my emailing. I do my tweeting. I do my Instagramming, all that shit, messaging. So that's a seven-hour work week, pretty much, if you're not counting writing and travel. But a lot of it is going through and looking at photos, too. Well, yeah, that's true. So you can't true. give it all the seven hours. That's true. But- Alan, our therapist, does help me with that too, where he's like, but don't you, because like, I'm like, I look at my phone too much, I'm an addict, it's crazy. And he's like, yeah, but don't you work on your phone? Like, I don't use my computer ever. Same. I never open my computer. Me too. I just look at my, everything's on my phone. So it is emails. But the problem is every time I go to send an email, I go, let me check Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Yeah, and like, oh, look at her in the bathing suit. All right, now you now you click on her name and then you go look at her whole page. See, but I don't even have that. Come I'm on. only looking at my own shit. I'm looking ah. at my likes, my insights, my my tweets, my like whatever, my favorites and all that shit. Yeah, yeah. It's all the shit that I'm looking at. I get my news from the news. Yep. And then my comedy. I don't even consume comedy most of the time. So you watch the news on TV. Yeah, I'm a big news junkie. Although I've been watching less of it because I'm like tired. This is, I don't want to, again, political, but this impeachment business, I'm a political junkie and a cable news junkie, and I'm tired of it. I'm, I'm like, yeah. I can't watch anymore. So I'm like, you lost me. Right. I'm into this. Yeah. Most people aren't even into it. This is like my scene. I'm into history and politics and all the shit, and I'm like, this, I'm done. I'm bored. What do you think about this theory about Trump, about, like, obviously he's a wacko and uh, I'm not a Trump guy, but... In a weird way, and hang on to your hats here. Yeah, I'm holding. In a weird way, he's kind of sparked something that's uh, lit a fire under a lot of people's asses where, like, first of all, ratings in news, com- like Colbert, Seth Meyers, SNL, Samantha Bee, John Oliver, way up. Everybody wants to hear about Trump. Let's talk about Trump. Let's let's rip apart this guy. And news, news stuff's gone way up, and everybody's talking about it constantly. I mean, sure, there's some heated shit going on, but it's kind of like he's so hated that it's kind of whipped us up a little bit, which we needed maybe. A little bit. I I'm think not saying he's a good guy. I'm just saying there's I, a factor here. But I think it's brought out the worst in all people. Ah. I think it's people that are on the right are like, we got to get guns because if he gets impeached, we're going to attack. We're gonna, it's going to be a civil war. Right. And then there's like a rise in hate groups. And then the left has gotten way worse because comedians are just tweeting about serious things about Trump yeah. and they're not being as funny anymore. That's a good point. And then they're like, we got to go... 
we got to kill straight white guys or the devil. Yeah, like you got those right. groups, and then you got the right people on the right being like, we got to get rid of these fucking Mexicans. And I think it's brought out, for the most part, the worst on both ends of the political spectrum. And it's just uh, tired. I think people want normal. I want it back to normal. Normal would be nice. I want a president you can just ignore. That's just kind of like, right. oh, yeah, he's some guy. See, this is what's great about you, sloppy jalopy. Oh, thanks. I can just throw out a big, fat humdinger of a juicy question, and you have an answer. You always have an answer. Oh, thanks. Well, I have a thought. That's I'm a rare. thoughtful guy. Nothing worse than the, I don't know. What are, what are you eating? What do you mean you don't know? Give me something. Well, that's a bad conversationalist. That's a bad god. It sucks. They're just like, ah, I don't know. And you're like, all right, well, that was nothing. Well, at least try. There's, there's no trying. There's nothing worse than when you have a topic yes. and no one gives you anything. Yes. How about Give me this? Something. I had this recently where people never got thrown back to me. I put out a topic. And I want to hear. I'm not just doing it so I can give uh, my yeah, opinion. You don't want to be that guy. But it went all the way around. It never came back to me. Oh, uh, that's Isn't a that hurtful? Yeah, that's and my topic, a here's my topic. <laughs> you have a bar. This would be better if there was a bunch of people, but I'll ask you. You have a bar. You're opening a bar. You have endless money. What's your theme? What Ooh. are you going with? Irish pub, Southwestern vibe, sure. a cop bar, a fucking uh, a sports bar. Dive. What are, you, what are you going for? What's your pick? Maybe you could go nautical. You could go sailing yeah, shit. Yeah, you want a yeah. theme. Right. You don't want to be TGI Fridays with a wagon wheel and a sled and, yeah, a, and a bowling pin and a yeah. trumpet. Yeah. You don't want that shit. That's a good question. I mean, it's a bit of a, uh-oh, you got a bad text? Hanley, so Sam Riddle said couch. Phil Hanley wrote, always chair. I cannot imagine the couch. Wow. How about that? So people are hard and fast on this. This is just like the cantaloupe. People, have, people are different. People are people. Uh, all right, so what's your bar? Oh, I haven't. Th- I mean, I like to have a moment to think about it, but I went to a bar in L.A. once, and it was all like '50s airplane theme. Mm. I'm talking like like Catch Me If You Can. What what is that? Pan Am. Yeah. You know, with the little wings and the the steward, the the girls wore the little outfit, and I was like, this is pretty badass. The chairs were like metal and everything. Interesting. I like that. I, the '50s I, is nice with neon and yes. that vinyl is big. I don't know if I would do it, but I was like, this is well done, and they really nailed it. But there's a bar in the Lower East Side called Grandma's Place, oh. and it's all ba- it's the whole thing is uh, crafted after your grandma's basement. Like there's a weird floral chair, and there's uh you know old old records on the wall, and like photo albums and shit, and it looks so badass. Interesting. It, it's lunch. I'd like to check that place out. It looks like that '70s show, like that basement. Right, That's right. That's what the bar looks like. I like that. It's like a, a, a what do you call that? A crazy orange uh, shag carpet, you know, and old wood and, and paneling. It looks so cool. Interesting. Tweet at us. Get a, let's get a little tweet. Go tweet at Tuesdays and the two of us, and uh, tell us your bar idea. Yeah, I like. What you go with. I, I would go dive. I want the rock, the like a punk rocky, gritty, a million stickers. Right. I would do that. That would be my move. But the hard thing with that is then you're creating yeah. that and it's fake. You got a point. That works best when it's been there for 30 of years. Course, of like course. Manitoba. You know that bar? I love that bar. That bar has like a, some weird stank on it. When you try to create it, it becomes tough. But yeah, I, right. I do. I see what you mean. Black and white photos of the Ramones yes. and, you know, whatever. Yes, yeah. What are you thinking there? Well, I used to bartend at a firefighter cop bar, which mm. I always said, it's a great idea. I know people hate the police, but it's a great idea if you want to have a good business to make your bar a cop bar with all the patches and the things and oh, a b- yeah. old baton because you get the police in your side, you're going to have no problems. Oh, good point. Like, I bartended at this cop bar. First of all, I was underage. They would just give me booze because they're you know, corrupt or whatnot. How but ironic. like, no one's going there. There's no gang members going there. There's no, f- not a lot of fights breaking out there. The cops will fight because they're fucking maniacs. But 
You're not going to have a lot of riffraff. No one that's looking to sell drugs or have trouble is right. going to let's go to that bar where all the cops hang out at. Sure. So, and then regular people like it too because they know there's not going to be trouble. Yeah. And people like civil servants and Irish. It's an Irish thing. So and I might, they drink. And my family's firemen and I got to come from this Irish firefighter. So maybe that, but that's also the most popular cliche kind of bar. Yeah, Not cliche. Yeah. I shouldn't say cliche, but it's a very popular kind of bar. But I also like a nautical thing with knots and sails like and a, a picture nautical. of the Kennedy, like, you know, JFK with his hair blowing yeah, back, that kind of thing, that white and blue. Yes, I white like and blue. A, I like a nautical. Nautical is enjoyable. I don't want to go on the sea to save my life, but I like nautical things. Oh, I love the sea. Like a big wheel, a big those steering uh, wheels there yes. and something nice like that. Yeah, yeah, a couple of ceramic uh, seagulls up there. Yeah, and a, and a picture of a big wave the coming, wave. you know. Or like a surf kind of place. Surf, I love. Because I love surf bars. Love you go to Hawaii, surf. Southern California. Yes. That you know, naked guys, hot blonde yeah. hair and chicks. Yeah. That, I guess a lot of dark brown wood, and then that turquoise blue. Yes. Pops on you. Yeah, I like that. I like a surf bar, particularly in a place that's not the ocean. Yeah. So it's a little escape. We got Jack Johnson and Jimmy Buffett going. You know, I love those guys and uh, yeah, tiki, that kind of thing. Tiki is nothing to sneeze. I love a tiki bar, but then you get a little cuckoo with the drinks, and I'm in an Easter Island head and a, and a straw with a fucking umbrella and a, and a kiwi. Yeah, because I do also want to appeal to the beer-swilling yeah, uh, yeah, plumbers yeah. and stuff. I'm with you. You know what else isn't too shabby is a speakeasy. Mm. I mean, you get a lot of mileage just out of that secret entrance. You yes. know, it's a phone booth or a, a photo booth or a, a diner booth. Like Criff Dog. John Wilkes booth. Yeah, it's just uh, that. It's just a shitty hole in the wall. The place is the size of a shoebox, but you go through a, a phone booth, it, it makes it all fun. You could do that all thing where your bartenders have pinstripe suits yeah, on and yeah. a Tommy gun. The waitresses got no pants on or whatever. Ooh, I got a good idea. Hit me. 1920s barbershop. Bar, okay. I'm talking. You got a guy with a little white coat, and he's got he's got the little white suit on, or not suit, but the the lab coat, like yeah. a, like a barber. Yes. And then you got all the drinks up on the wall. You got mirrors everywhere. The bar stools are bar barber chairs. I like that. Aha. Uh-huh. That's fun. He's got the arm bar thing yes. that's there for no reason. Yes. There we go. Okay, that's good. That's something. What about just a comedy bar? There's all these rock and roll bars. This one's got Carlin and Pryor, oh, but you have right. to have comedy there. Yeah, you have to. Then people aren't as into that. All right, that's no good. All right, all right. You know what else I love? And this is now we're just getting kooky. I just love a backdoor poker room. You know, some guy's got a poker poker thing going in his in his uh, apartment. Yes, I love that. It's a dude smoking, and there's like a, sh- a, a a fucking dealer up there. I love that. He's got the rake and everything. I like uh, Jimmy's Corner. It's like my favorite bar That's of all time. That's a great bar. And if you ever come to New York, it's on 44th, right off of Times Square. And it's this last bastion of old New York. Oh, yeah. And it's in Times Square, which is crazy. Yeah. And Jimmy, who's an old boxing trainer, he's there all the time. He might be dead by now, but no, I think he's, he's still there. I think he trained Muhammad Ali. Oh, yeah. There's, yeah. Oh, and it's covered floor to ceiling. The beer prices are still cheap, and yes. it's a hole in the wall. Yes. And uh, there's like big signs saying, let's not discuss politics here. It's all Ooh. over. You're not allowed to talk politics there. They'll yell at you. That's old school. Which is interesting, uh, even though I like talking politics. Yeah. But that place is... Pretty magical, but that's one of those places you can't recreate. No, it's no, there. No, it's no, like no. that because it's been like that since 1961 or whatever. Don't you love that old boxing gym look too? That's oh, a great. Oh yeah, look. you know you got that weird machine that that jiggles you. You know it's got the strap, the jiggle machine. Then there's a bell there, and if you ring the bell, they make you buy a drink for everyone in there because people want to ring a bell. 
It's an old ringside bell, like an actually used bell. Yeah. People just want to hit it. Yes. And there's a sign that says, if you ring this bell, you're buying everyone a drink. That is brilliant. That helps everybody. Everybody and wins. Occasionally, people will do it. People will go, boom, like, ah, ah, set them up. That's great. That's fun. Uh, I want to come back to the people, no one hangs out, the group therapy thing. And I hate to say Seinfeld again, but there's a sweetness, and this reminded me of you, where he goes, I go, well, where do I go? He goes, there's one green room. Because he forces you to hang. I like that. How cool is that? I like that. This that's... zillionaire American icon who hates paparazzi, hates all the cameras, will say no to a photo to, to a nine-year-old dying, a 90-year-old dying old lady. He goes, ah, blow me, bitch. And he'll, he's like, but we got to hang. It's just about being together. About that's being his together. thing. You got to be in there. That's like when I I talked about before, I volunteered on this boat, the... Uh, the Clearwater, it was like Pete Seeger's group that cleaned up the Hudson. Uh-huh. And I, we volunteered. I stayed on this boat for two weeks. And we helped kids. We taught them how to sail and talked about the environment and all this shit. And then we played music. There was everyone singing wow. songs. It was really great. It was like the best two weeks of my life. But they had a rule. All the crew at the boat, on the boat, when we had dinner, there was one conversation at the table only. What? That was the rule. It was like, we're having one conversation, which I love that rule. You can only do it if there's like six or less people. Yeah, that's a lot. We had, we had like nine of us, but you'd sit in a circle, and there's no, because that happens so often. Yeah, you break You start away. talking, and then you're talking over here, and then I'm like, I'm hearing their conversation. You can't quite focus. Yes. And it's like, well, that's, that's it. One conversation at the table. How about that? Yeah, we went there. I remember having this, uh, it was... Uh, it started right after they killed Bin Laden, mm-hmm. and they were talking, because they're very hippy-dippy, this group, and uh, oh. they're to my left, politically, and they were like, it's crazy that we're celebrating this death of a man, because I mean, I know it's like he did horrible things, but to celebrate someone dying is very strange, and they were making decent points about it, but I'm like, I didn't want to speak up, because I'm like, I was in Times Square yesterday, because nah. <laughs> Canner and I, when Bin Laden got killed, I was watching hockey, and my, my roommate, Jay, the Indian guy, uh, who yes. was in the World Trade Center. The Samoan. Yeah, he came out and was like, they just got Bin Laden. I switched the channel. I called my mother. And I remember being like, they got that son of a bitch. And Canner, when, as soon as he got home, I'm like, let's get in my car. We got in my car. We drove through Times Square. Yeah. We had Rockin' in the Free World going. Woo! And they had the ticker tape going. People were like, woo! And we drove all the way down to the World Trade Center. They're building the fucking new World yes. Trade Center. And it was a huge party. People were going crazy. Wow. And chanting USA. And... Uh, you know, I'm a Buddhist fucking loser, but it brought joy to I me. I get it. I get and it. And we went down there. We were part, People were showing their tits, which is a little weird. I bumped into Brian Bollinger. Oh, yeah. I remember him texting me being like, what's this guy's name you're with? I'm like, Jason Canner. <laughs> and then afterwards, Canner's like, I'm glad he knew my name. That was nice. And yeah. I was like, oh, he texted me. Oh, that's awkward. Uh, hopefully but no one tells him that. But anyways. People coming together. That's what it is. It was great. And then like two days later, I'm on this boat and I'm like, these people know how to live. And they're just like playing music and the, the environment. And it's like a community. And then they brought up all these points of like, how strange that your instinct is to go celebrate. Right. <laughs> no, thank you. All set. Uh, the housekeeping's uh, rap, rap, rap it at the door. We're good. They never go away. Now we got it. <laughs> you hear Patrice's bit? No. That's one of the best bits ever. Maybe I've heard it. You know that bit about immigration? It's about immigration and about like they're taking our jobs. He's like, we need these people. He's like, I go to Bermuda or somewhere, some island. He's like, they have like just white people are doing the thing. They knock like this. Housekeeping. Uh. Oh, no one's there. Yeah. They leave. He's like, my hotel in America, you got Mexicans cleaning my room. The lady's like kicking down the door. She's like, I got to clean your room. Wow. He's like, I had the chain on. She tried to slip through that space. She's like, I'm cleaning it. He's like, go away. Yeah, that's, that's great. That's a great bit. That's a great bit because it's silly and funny, but it's about a bigger issue. Yes. He makes it the funny, silly part 
stick out. Exactly. Uh, he was good. Um, but anyways, I remember going, they were talking about like how weird that that's your instinct is to celebrate. And then I'm like, oh, maybe I shouldn't have celebrated, but I stand by that one. Yeah, no, that's fun. And the tits are there and Bin Laden. Yeah, come on. We're having a good time. You didn't do anything. Well, also, and it's that was my natural instinct was to feel good. I'm like, fuck that guy. Yeah. I fucking fuck him. Let's live it up, baby. Because when you have so much, someone brings you so much sadness. But I do understand and I respect these people who like someone kills their son or whatever. And then they like forgive them and they become friends with the murderer because they're like, you're a sad soul and you're lost. And I hope you, I, I read those stories are always in like these Buddhist books. Yeah. about forgiveness and stuff and there's something because just being angry you're drinking your own poison and all that shit but and some people just hate death and violence it bothers them like no matter who it is right you know like my parents for whatever it is they're they're uh disconnected people but when they watch a movie and somebody's getting punched they're like ah oh, they look away i'm like it's a movie this is a fake punch they did right a, they did a, a foley thing where a guy punches a piece of meat in the background you know it's all fake and they're like i can't ah uh, and anything like like the good uh, the casino with the with the bat on joe pesci where they slide his fat ass into that hole yeah they would they would turn that off they'd be like this is horrible i can't watch this well it is unpleasant it is but you also want to be like first of all it's a movie and then i think about comedy when people go oh, how could you say it we're walking out you made a school shooting joke we're, we're walking Get out of here. I'm like, this is all just, you know, yuck em ups. Here. We're joking. Yeah, we're joking. Yeah. The- then you watch the news. Yes, exactly. Those people watch the news. I never got it. That's confusing. There's something about jokes. We always go back to this. Something about jokes that Louis always said it, it, people don't like is it, it got you. It gets you. Mm. It gets your, it, 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 you, the joke wins, you lose. Yes, interesting. It's, it but is. that's their natural reaction, I guess. So who am I to say? Yeah. That's how they react. To that's how they react. Aids. Um, but uh, I want to say another thing about the Southwest. Yeah, tell me about the Southwest. Well, here we are. Notice we walk to Starbucks. On the walk there, we look to our left. There's a gas station. It's called Warrior Fuel. Yeah. And then you look to the right, and there's a coffee shop called Badass Coffee. The people here are just a little bit edgier. They're a little harsher because it's all about surviving. It's harsh country out here. Yeah, then you go up to L.A., you go up to Portland, they're like, hey, man, relax, cool out. You yeah. know, life is good. You're like, yeah, for you, you got a lush, tree-lined bank bank over here. But you go down here, it's fucking dirt. Yeah, there's, I think there's less jobs. But they got, yeah, they got Queefy's Cupcakes up there. And yes. A spa. Here voodoo it's a little donut. Dirt. Yeah. Here it's, they have actual just voodoo. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's, it's a harsh country down here. I think it's hot, it's dry, the shit's dead, and there's less jobs. And uh, I don't know much about it's, it's killing me that we're not out and about in New I Mexico, know. but we only had a day and a half. And we got two shows. We have to do a podcast. No car. Um, but yeah, Sarah's out at Meow Wolf. I kept saying Meow Mouth. Meow Mix. Yeah, well, we're, 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 we're doing it up. We're hanging out. We're getting to see each other. And we're still doing two shows. We did a live pod. And the show last night, the, the stand-up was killer. That was a rocking show. Great show. Thanks for everyone that came out. People flew in for this. Yes. We're bumping in people in the hotel like hotcakes out here. Yeah, we, we had breakfast in the hotel breakfast nook. And we see some people from the show. Then we bump into them in the hallway. And they gave us a bag of fireworks. Yeah, we got fireworks. We got to go light them off. I have it in my hand here. It's a soaring spirit, which is what we have. Gold shower. Ooh. That'll be fun. I've been there. Emits showers of sparks. Use only under close adult supervision. Nah. For outdoor use only. Fuck, we were going to do it in the room. Place on level surface. Do not hold in hand. Light fuse and get away. You're gonna be, that's going to be your job, buddy. You got it. 
Uh, so we're gonna go out in the desert. And then he gave us another thing. This has got like a. This one flies in the air. Yeah, you light it and it it, it spins, so then it takes off. It's a military satellite. Ooh wee! So where do you light that? Is oh, here's a wick here. The I wick. Hard Chris Hardwick. This side up. Okay, well that's gonna be fun. We'll go out into the woods and light some fireworks, which she said is kind of a Southwest tradition. Yeah, which see again that these people are a little little zippier. They got an edge. They're a bit off. Yeah, if you ask me. But they were they were a. Good-looking couple. Cool couple. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They're fucking. Um, Every time at the time, a firework blew up about an inch from my nose, and my hearing went out for like a eh, four minutes. No kidding. Yeah. we were. Did you have the... I did. Fun. I had the... Mm, and uh, we were such rabid, lunatic kids that uh, one day for New Year's, we just got blackout drunk, just drank a ton of vodka. I barely remember it, and I was like, guys, shoot me! And I just went out into the, the lawn, and they were just like sitting on the porch going, pew, pew, shooting me with fire. What do you call those? Uh, Roman candles? And oh, whatnot. my God. And then one guy threw a cherry bomb and right at, landed right at my feet, and I went, ah! And it never went off. And I go, oh, I'm throwing it back. And I reached down to pick it up, and it popped. Oh, my God. And it got me right in the eyes, and the whole, my face was black like Wiley Coyote or uh, Trudeau, and uh, my ears went, pew! And they were going, you could see the mouthing, like, you right, okay? right. But I, you couldn't hear anything. It was, oh, God, it was that's out of a scary. Chit-chit-chit-chit-chit-cherry bomb. Oh, they're going to say chit-chit-chit-changes. Oh, and there's also chit-chit-chia. And chit-chit-chitty-chitty-bang-bang. Yeah, there's a lot of chit-chias. Why is it? What's with the and choo-choo train? I think we like the chit-chia. Why is, what is it with the chit-chia? How come there's no cook? Well, there's a cook okay. There's no... You know, there's a Cadillac. Yeah, you ought to know by now. There's Baba Black Sheep, but that's different because it's Baba, is what they say. Or Baba Varan also. Oh yeah. Baba Black Sheep, Baba Varan. Yeah. Then there's uh my generation. Oh yeah. That was a mistake originally. Oh really? Yeah, he stuttered, Daltrey stuttered, and then they kept it in there. Hmm. And then other bands have since done that. Yeah. One of my early jokes. Ever tell you this bit? I was like, don't you hate when people claim songs as being like their song? Like, this is my song. Yeah. And I'm like, Dad, you're not bad to the bone. Right. You have a b- 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 bad speech impediment, but that's it. Yeah. That was one of my big bits. <laughs> I was 20. I remember the song Born to be Wild when I was a kid. It's like stuck to me. like hit me in the soul remember mm. when I heard that. I guess I thought I was born to be wild. That's where I... heavy metal comes from. What? Heavy metal thunder. That's the first use of heavy metal. Is that right? Yeah. Look at that. Well, I love that song so much as a kid that I remember... Going, Dad, let me borrow the keys. And I brought a tape recorder into my dad's car and played Oldie Station and just sat there for hours hoping it would come on so I could record. That's what is interesting. We're at this fun, weird age where we're at the internet age, but we're also that age. We got both. I remember I went and saw Pearl Jam. They played Last Kiss for the second time. First time they played was in Philly. Then they played it a couple nights later in Boston. And we were all like, what is this weird cover? And mm. they're like, this is an old song. They played We just wanted to hear it again. Yeah. Then they recorded it for like a single, a benefit, but they hadn't released it yet. So uh, we had to wait for FM radio. Yes. And then you'd record it on the thing. Yes. Like, oh, we got it. Exactly. You'd spend a day doing that. Yeah, it was fun. It was. It was. It made it more special. It's like they always say, like when the Peanuts Christmas thing came on, it was like, holy shit, you were running from the other room. But now it's like, I got the, I got the DVR, I got DVD, and you never watch it. And what's interesting now is like every song that's ever been recorded, I can just, I have Apple Music. Yeah, right I just there. Just plug it in, and it, boom, it streams. That's gotta change, people. It, it, it's there's a button on your remote to rewind TV. Isn't that insane? Yeah. When you really think about that. That changes a whole generation's thinking process. 
because you don't have to wait for anybody. You have complete control of everything. Well, and it breaks down the community thing we've been talking about, where it used to be we all watched the same thing at the same time. Yes. Where the whole country's watching The Wizard of Oz. Or Ed Sullivan's show. It's 8 o'clock on Monday, and we're all going to watch. And isn't this crazy thing about, in our our parents' lifetime, there wasn't VCRs. No, no. Like, you saw a movie... And that was it. That was it. You'd have to own a film canister or hope that it came on TV occasionally. That's so funny you say it. I was, I was, I rewatched Cool Hand Luke. It's on Netflix. I love that movie. Me too. And uh, I asked my dad. I was like, "Did you see that in the theater?" He goes, "Yeah, you had to." And right. I remember being like, "Oh my god, that's so blown! It blew my mind." Because now it's like I saw it in the theater. It's almost a brag. Right. You right. Know? And back then it was like, "Yeah, if you want to see Cool Hand Luke, you had to go to the movie theater." Yeah. What else are you gonna do? Blu-ray? Why couldn't you say thirty-five or thirty-nine? One of my yeah. favorite movies ever. Oh man, don't you just uh, you want to be Luke? Like he's so stoic and he, he's uh, he, what he's soft spoken, but yet he's so tough. And oh, that's all I wanted to be. I love that fucking movie. I love that guy when he plays Plastic Jesus and is so oh, great. Yeah. Dragline, I hated. Ah, but he's funny. He won the Oscar. George Kennedy. Take it off here, boys. Uh, My boss. That's yeah, fun. Great film. A lot of, lot of, uh, you know, Dennis Hopper's in there. Yeah. Harry Dean Stanton's in there, and uh, the woman cleaning the car is like unbelievably gorgeous. That yeah. body was like, how did you find that woman? She's like a a, a, a mythical creature. Pretty good. Pretty good. She's Jessica Rabbit. There's a reference in that to that in the Sandlot. Oh yeah. Yeah. Remember um, when the uh, the what do you call it? The lifeguard. Is up there getting oh, up there, and yeah. she's like, she knows what she's doing. Oh, she knows it's directly shit. from Cool Hand Luke. You're right. It's an ex- exact scene and line. It. Yeah, isn't that fun? She knows exactly what she's yeah, doing. Yeah, she knows what she did. Yes, that's fast. Wendy Peppercorn. Yeah, she is so hot. Oh yeah, I like the original better. Sandlot? No, no, the original woman. Oh yes. The yeah. Body, my god, and it was curvy. You know, we always oh, we got we like a, a skinny woman. Now nah, curvy wins. I mean, look who's who's bigger, Kardashian or the other one, Paris Hilton. It's Kardashian any day. All right, they like the curves. You want a curve, men? Men want a curve. Like a curve. Curveball. Um. Oh, and I had another thing. I lost it. Mm, maybe you'll find it. Oh, I got it. Oh, great. I'm getting better at getting it, and I think it's because I drink less. Oh, that's good. That helps. Yeah, drinking more, really, uh, I, I couldn't remember anything. Yeah, but keep that brain sharp. Yes. Uh, the community thing, when I was a young whipper douche, my brother was a, a Boy Scout. And so we'd go, and my dad was like a volunteer cub, den, pedophile, whatever it is, and he would go out with him. So we went to... Albuquerque or one of these places and uh, all these parents are around and the kids and the kids make knots and tomahawks and kill you know spiders or whatever the hell they do and blacks and then at night we have a big bonfire and all sit together and just bullshit and it was super weird because I'm like eight my brother's like 12 my dad's my dad's age and you're sitting there with all these moms you don't know and dads you don't know and cubs and teenagers you don't know and it worked you sit around a fire, all you got is the stars and a conversation. And right. this, the first 20 minutes are like, how about those Mets? And then two hours in, we're playing charades, we're laughing, there's a headlock going, yeah. there's a grab ass happening. Well, nothing gets combo going like a fire. There's oh. something about a fire. Because again, it's spiritual. It gets the yes. juices going. It's ever-changing. It yes. feels alive. It needs oxygen. It spreads over here. It spreads right. over there. There's sparks flying off of it. It's high. It's low. It's hot. It's... 
it, hot. It's dying. Fix it. You got to get some more wood. Oh, yeah. turn it over, Johnson. Flip this, it out. Move that rock. And it's very meditative because you watch a log become smoke and then the smoke disappears Ooh, and the log is gone. Ooh, that's good. And the matter cannot be created or destroyed yes. or whatever. And it's just fun. You watch this big, fresh log become ashes that fuel the next log. Uh-huh. It's very uh, meditative situation. You're I love right. a fire. I'm obsessed with fire. Yeah, I love a good fire. You're, you're a pyromaniac. Yeah, my my. Dick gets fiery every couple of months. That's right. Yes, and we poke at that too. And and the cool thing is the next, you know, you all go to bed, and next day you, you wake up, you got a, a cum in your eye and, and blood in your asshole, and you look at that fire, it's just a bunch of wooden ash and white ash, and you're like, oh, that was the whole thing last night. Now it's just bullshit. And sometimes it's so hot. If you have a good rock, pile you can get you can start restart the fire from those ashes that's right and then it's back to the same fire it's really something i love the movie backdraft ashy larry yeah good times (coughs) i'm getting all my reflux and the smoke and the talking it's starting to affect me oh yeah well i'm I'm so glad like back in the day you're kind of like oh we gotta go camping with these fucking losers and now i'm kind of glad i did all my parents made me do all that even going to see my family my dad's like we're going to see your grandma i was like ah but i get it now He's like, hey, you should know your family. Hold on one second. Uh-oh. Here's Soder's response. Oh, God. He's a couch guy. He's a couch. I knew it. Soder's a couch. Sarah, I got everyone texting me now. Sarah's uh, So me and Hanley are, are couches. I mean, are chairs. That's interesting. Wow. Interesting, interesting. Well, Hanley's uh, he's all about it. It's Hanley. So he wants that chair. You know, he's like, I don't I, you know, I, this, this chair, I want, I want one thing to hold me because I'm me. Okay, I got. I got. I got to tell. I got to fix, fix this later here. This, right. is, this is very interesting because, again, Sarah had this big theory about the couches, but it looks like most people are couch people. Yeah. Hi, folks. Do you experience stress or have anxiety or chronic pain or have trouble sleeping at least once a week? You're not alone. Mm-hmm. Many of us do. Oh yeah. Yes. Well, this episode is brought to you by Feels CBD. Feels is a premium CBD delivered directly to your doorstep. What does Feels Feels do? Feels naturally helps reduce stress, anxiety, pain, and sleeplessness. It's easy to take. Place a few drops of feels under your tongue and feel the difference within minutes. Mark, I know you love this shit. Tell them about it. I do. I have horrible sleep. I can't fall asleep. I can't doze off. Can't turn the brain off. I pop a few of these pups, and it's just easy breezy, you know? Because that's really the key to falling asleep is just shutting that thinker down. Mm-hmm. You know, just those horrible, horrible thoughts, childhood, uh, the the bedwetting, you name it. And so the CBD just, just mellows you out and it's not a drug. It doesn't get you high like that, but it nicely knocks you out so you can sleep calmly. So Feels has me feeling my best every day and it can help you too. Become a member today by going to feels.com slash Tuesday and you'll get 50% off your first order with free shipping. Good Lord. That's F-E-A-L-S dot com slash Tuesdays to become a member and get half off automatically on your first order with free shipping. Feels.com slash Tuesdays. All right, so we're we're uh, we're cooking now. Yeah, yeah, baby. I think this is cooking. Are we cooking? We're cooking, and we got two shows tonight, and I feel good doing comedy in this town because, one, you never done it here. 
Two, these people are coming out and they want to see us. And three, we're a couple of New York flamethrowers, you know? We're yeah, flaming. We're throwing flames, all right. Yeah, and they're like, damn, look at these fucking queefs whipping out the fire. Yeah, that show was hot. The first show we did stand up, and I thought it was hot. I felt hot. like we had this, our, our man AJ open up, and he was really sweet as pie. He's got some jokes, too. Yeah, yeah. He's a funny guy. He's been at it eight years, he said. Yeah, uh, but I, never listen to the podcast. The whole time, I was thinking this guy was shitting his pants, being like, "I'm with List and Norman here." The Tuesdays was, and then he was like, "What's the name of your podcast? What goes on?" And he did this. I tried to listen to one episode. You never uh, want to hear the try. Hate to hear that. Don't you hear hate when people say they tried to listen? Yeah, and like, I get it. Look, it's the cantaloupes, not for everybody. And then we asked him to be on the show, and I felt bad because again, he's a young whippersnapper, a sweet kid, probably a Catholic boy. He's got a daughter, and he's got a kid. And then we immediately went into pedophilia and rape and gays and blood and shit. Yeah, welcome to our brain, AJ. And he looked a little nervous, but he did a great job. And uh, the pod was tricky. It's on the Patreon. It'll be on the Patreon. You can hear it. Yeah, but I got a little. I was a little anxious. It was up and down. We had a lot of heckling going on. We, we went dark. We went blue, and we went into the paint, as they say. Yeah, it, went, it was a little crazy. But the stand-up show was killer, killer, killer show. Hot crowd. Thanks for coming. And what happened was a lot of people that were at the stand-up show came to the podcast. Yes. So by the end of the podcast, they had been there for four hours. And it's that's Friday Late Show as well. You know that means they worked all week and they saw two shows back to back of. Mostly pedophilia humor. Yeah, so uh, we thank you all that came up. But then afterwards, they all bought merch. They all said yeah. they loved it. They all took photos. So I, I got to remember a lot of the times, like this episode particularly, they may not be dying laughing, but maybe they're interested in enjoying it. You hope, you hope. Yeah, these were good. And I, I got to say, from a selfish standpoint, after these uh, corporate anal rapes I've been dealing with, I need a hot one like that. I've yes. been taking it up. The pooper dry with an ashy dong, and uh, you go, maybe these jokes do suck. Maybe I'm not funny. So when I got a, a hot one and you got a hot one, it's just like, all right, well, these are our people. These jokes work. Blow me, you corporate stiffs. There are people, and we appreciate you guys, and uh, our fans are so nice. I feel like we have good fans. They bring gifts. Oh, yeah. One guy made pottery for us. Yes, Harry Pottery. He made a teacup thing. I forget what you call it, but he made it out of... Pottery and his own clay. He goes and gets the clay. He ah. used to live in Brooklyn. I met two people last night that lived in one Astoria, one Brooklyn, that moved to New Mexico. Yes. Which is very strange. Very I mean, your money odd. goes a lot for They probably live in fucking mansions after I, living in Williamsburg. And I bet they killed a kid or something. You don't come out here for uh, legal reasons. Yeah. Maybe he was burying a kid and then discovered clay, and now he's making pottery. Well, this is a burial ground. Yeah, good point. Aha. Uh -huh. Yeah, he made me a, a whiskey glass out of clay. Clay Aiken. One lady, I feel bad, I don't know if she's a Tuesday or just a comedy fan, but she lived in Astoria, and she mistook me for John Fish. She was like, do you have a bit about the sushi? Oh, wow. And I was like, that's John Fish. But then she was like, I'm so sorry. I'm, I'm humiliated. And I was like, I don't care. It's a great bit. <laughs> yeah. You thought I had that great bit? It's his big bit. That's not insulting to me. No. We're both it, from Boston. We're both white guys. It is a little bit of a bummer, though, when you're on a show with you know in, in Tahiti, and, and there's a guy opening for you, and he's got a bit about... Uh, plantar fasciitis and whatever and they come up to you ISIS. Like, <laughs> something about ISIS heads cutting off I don't know and they come up to you and go that plantar fasciitis bit is great yeah. you're like that was the guy before me he had a toe ring and a yeah. soul patch don't confuse us that sucks and there's also something that sucks when you do a set like usually like a 15 minute set or 10 minute set in the city 
And then a comic comes up and goes, I love that bit. And they name the one bit you've been doing for five years. Uh, and the rest is all yeah, new. You just want yeah. someone to give you a thing of like, that new one's I hot. I know, I know. You're like, I like that one bit. I'm and then you're you. like, ah, oh, that's like my, my A closer that I just threw in there because of this. Right, right. You always yeah. want that new one to get the, oh, that's good. Yeah, that's true. You know when you're bombing and one joke hits and they go, that bit's great. You're like, yeah, I know. That's why it fucking hits. Exactly. I hate that. But, hey. To eat your own and jizz in your mom. Yeah, we should be grateful for any compliment. By the way, it's been fun. We should have done a, uh, what do you call that? Not stop motion, time lapse. Because the entire sky has changed completely the time we've been recording this. Yeah. It's all overcast and uh, it's wild. What the hell are people doing in this town? My God. Well, the traffic is horrific here. It's crazy. <laughs> it's insane. There's eight people and the traffic is backed up to, back to Santa Fe. Yeah. Also, it's kind of fun that Albuquerque is such a big part of comedy history. Because it bugs Bunny. I took a left at Albuquerque. Oh. That's and then, huge. You know who's from here is uh, Marin. Mark Marin is from here. Oh, the one Jew out here. Yeah. Salty Jew. Yeah, isn't that interesting? Yeah. I think he's born in Jersey. Jersey guy. Moved here when he was eight, I think. Something like that. Jersey, the most condensed city. State? State, people-wise. I mean, yeah. I love sorry. New Jersey. Most underrated state. I, I like it, too. Because people trash because they have the Jersey Shore and the highways gross, but then, like, it's so beautiful. We've probably talked about this before. Yeah, I think we have. Springsteen. By the, speaking of Springsteen, every guy that walks up this dirt road, it's like a Springsteen song. Oh, there he is. That's the that. guy. Oh, wow. That's I was a different saying, guy. Oh, that is a different guy. Yeah, but they both have fucked up walks. Yeah, he is. I was saying this. I feel grateful. I'm like always worried about my reflux, and I'm watching like this old guy with a busted hoof, and he's fat trying to walk up the highway. Oh yeah. And he's one of those guys where he walks like his shoes are tied together. I don't. He's like little bitty steps. How you dealing with that? Because I just I eat so much garbage, and I like whiskey, and I like hot sauce, and I like dirty pussy. You know, it's got to be tough that you you're very you're handling it very well. I mean, you talk about it all day long, but you're handling it very well. I know. I almost got divorced. My wife hates me, but. Uh, it's tricky, but then you just find other things that you kind of like and enjoy. And now I've been cheating, which sucks, and that uh, sucks. That's why she hates you. Yeah, cheating. <laughs> <laughs> it stinks. How about those guys who laugh at themselves? Wouldn't you? Wouldn't you like to be a guy who can crack himself up every now and then? Yeah, every once in a while, I'll say something that I'm like, "That was really funny." Yeah, I, I mean, there's a big comic who I'm a huge fan of, and I think we both respect him. But he laughs at his own lines on podcasts, and he's like, <laughs> and I'm like. That must be amazing. What You can make yourself laugh? You, you would never need a movie again. Yeah, I think sometimes it's a punchline indicator. Oh. Like, I need a joke, so that's why I'm laughing. I guess so, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I mostly hate myself, though. Yeah, same. I, I say anything, and I'm just cr I'm, I'm bracing myself like, oh, they probably hated that. I feel that way, too. Most of the podcast, I'm thinking about things I said earlier in the podcast. <laughs> and then I think about all the people that I know listen. I think of each one of them individually responding I to what I say. Time. I'm like Tom Takar hated that and fucking <laughs> yes, uh, whoever else. Yeah, I'm like Sean Sullivan didn't think that was funny. Yeah. And whoever, I'm like I, I'm just thinking about these people and I'm like ah oh, they're gonna hate me. That's why those Brooklyn rooms are so tough sometimes because I'm like you thought that was dumb. You saw right through that. You like I'm looking at a guy with a, with glasses and a weird haircut. And I'm like oh you know what I'm doing. You you think I'm a hack and I, I, I lose it. But I think about that way with the Tuesdays crowd too. Where I'm like, oh, I'm doing a bit that I came up with on the podcast. And they're like, ah, I know what this <laughs> right, is about. Right. And you're like, shit. But I'll tell you, once you get over that and stop, because, you know, they say overthinking is, is the cause of depression. Mm. And once you can just go, ah, 
kiss my ass overthinking. It's a great life. Yeah. And, and I have waves of it where I, because that always comes creeping back where I overthink. And the Seinfeld night, I, I wanted to kill myself. I would have put a hot poker in my own asshole if I could. But if you just go, ah, it's not as big as a big of a deal as you think. Tom Takar's going, huh? What are you talking about again? I don't know. I didn't ever even notice he said that. Yeah, well, a lot of people, these people are in their heads, too. Yes. Tom Takar's probably like, I didn't know you knew that I listened. Yes. And that's why... You get the certain people with the good conversations. You need a guy on your wavelength or a gal. Right. That brings it all back around. That's the, what's great about comedy. Yes. Is you meet comics that think somewhat like-minded. Yes, exactly. Which is also why these people who come in here and go, you can't joke about that. You're like, oh, wait. You're breaking the whole system up. We had this like-minded thing, and now you're you're throwing a wrench in the gears. Well, that's another time I'm overthinking now is when you bump in, because we say all this stuff in pocket, and you don't know who who's listening but isn't saying they listen. Because uh-huh. then I'm worried you bump into some of the, like one of these woker people, and they're like, I'm talking to them, and I'm like, it's going well, but I'm afraid they're like, I heard what you said. Yeah. You said fucking right. fag or whatever the hell, and I'm like, ah, oh, they hate me. I heard the greatest point, this kid Rob... I don't know if it's the greatest point, but it was a great point that Probably I haven't not. heard yet. <laughs> What's that? There's no way Rob has the greatest point. <laughs> well, it was a great point, not greatest, but I hadn't thought of it, and I never heard anyone else say it, and I, it blew my mind. He goes, everyone judges you on your material. You make a gay joke, and they go, what are you, homophobic? I heard that joke. I heard your act. And you go, well, it's my act. If we're going off of acts, then Bill Cosby's the nicest guy on the planet. Right. Good so point. He's, it's, his act is... Obviously, just bullshit, you know, because he's a rapist. It's an act. It's an act. We're acting. Yes, and so you going off my act is is basically going like, yeah, you're trying to find something. If you're going off my act, you got to go off his act, right? Because if you want to be consistent, that's the only way to do it. So then he's a he's a saint. Yes, and that I always feel that way too. Where I'm like, a lot of these people that the the wokeish people that are like, you can't say that, and that's bullshit. If we talked politics and theory, we'd probably agree emotionally. Yes, but that's not funny. Right. If I'm like, wow, these people have suffered greatly, and uh, I'm like, what's so funny about that? Yeah, that's it's funny true. to be like, I hope he dies. Fuck right. that guy. Well, you know what it is? It He's is. in a wheelchair. He should get up and walk. All this the- lazy asshole in a wheelchair. People well, are like, that's horrible. I'm like, well, I'm kidding. Well, yeah, it's all those agreement comics. They suck. They can't get a, a, a guffaw, a chuckle, a teehee. So you they stink. gotta go. Hey, we 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 think uh, Trump's a lunatic. They go, yeah, yeah, that ain't comedy. That yeah. ain't skill. I'm like, yeah, let's have a. Conversation about privilege. We'll be on the same yes, page. Yes, for but the most it's, part. It's called a comedy club. There's a there's a sign on the building. No, I'm joking. <laughs> I'm you comedian. serious? No, I'm joking. Yeah, uh, uh, I really have to be so jokey. I'm a comedian. <laughs> I had a guy on. Uh, I put posted a video on Instagram as you do of some fucking joke, and some guy goes, uh, "Oh my god, are you serious?" Like meaning like. Fuck this guy. This is offensive. Like, are you seriously? You think that? And I mean, I wrote, no, I'm a comedian. And he wrote back, oh, right. Which was nice. Right. Because you're like, yeah, yeah, I'm a comic, you fucking retard. Get out of here. Well, that's part of it. And this is what Louis always talking about is comic. This is the problem with comics posting so serious all the time. Ah. It's because people don't say, here's a serious tweet and here's a joke tweet. So comedians keep saying serious tweets. Now it feels like, okay, comedians are tweeting serious stuff. So when we tweet a joke, people are like, is this a statement? Right. Like, no, I'm joking. I stick that's with Twitter. jokes. Yeah. Yes. So yeah. that's the problem with fucking every tweet being like Trump's a misogynist, whatever. And again, I'm like, I completely agree. But it's like, you're a comic on Twitter. Yes. You should throw some jokes out there. Exactly. And I'm like, can't you quietly give money to the uh, candidate and they then talk can't. in private to they people can't. and be like, this is the candidate you should be voted for? Right. Which 
I think that's something. I try to keep them separate because this is my job. To yes, be funny. Yes, exactly. You're working. And it's the same with uh, some uh, corporate stiff suit guy who goes, I can't go on social media and make a pedophile joke because I'll get fired. It's the opposite with us because they're on the clock at work making pedophile jokes, whereas we're on the clock at work making pedophile jokes because that's our job. Right. Does that make sense? It makes sense. All yeah. right. Well, that's the thing. People are like, you have a responsibility to do this. I'm like, I have a responsibility to be funny. Of course. And for people to enjoy listening to me. And it's mean to go out there and not be funny because people are paying money they earn to get a laugh and you're not giving it to it's them. It's rude. It's rude and selfish, might I add. But speaking of fish, how about those dicks? Oh, those dick fish. Those are fun. Yeah. But that's, this is New Year's Eve now. That's past. Oh. People don't even remember what you're talking about now. So it moves quick. Yeah, yeah, By yeah. By the way, Happy New Year. We got we to gotta kind of wrap it up here. My throat hurts. Oh, yeah. We're, and I'm hungry. One hour. But, uh, boy, what a what a strange episode this was. I feel like we took some peyote and just people got a sneak peek on our little mental mind trip. Yeah, it got weird. And it's New Year's Eve, so I don't know. You're probably not listening to this today. Maybe you're listening to it on New Year's Day. But New Year's Eve, you don't hang out till night. So maybe they'll listen to it in the morning. True, true. Where are you going to be? Uh, I'm, at, I'm at San Francisco Punchline. So we got to figure out a recording because I'm there the second. Yeah, we're gonna have to. We might have to do a phone call thing oh or boy. something. People hate the phoner. I know, but we're gonna have to figure it out. People, email us. Yeah. With how a few people have sent us a thing. Email maybe Shelby or tweet at Shelby. Yes, classic Shelby. How you do? Because people have told me if we each talk on the phone, but we each record our end on a Zoom like this, mm-hmm. you can splice them together and it's not that hard? Right. That sounds some, hard. Some trick. Also, if we Skype, that kind of counts as video. I don't know if people want to see up our noses for an hour, but it's something. Yeah, people do it. I just listened to a Tim Ferriss podcast. He was talking to a guy, all Skype, and the sound's a little weird, but first of all, don't be such cunts. Like, I listen to it. Within 30 seconds, you adjust, and you're like, all right, that sounds normal. Right, right, right. So we'll figure something out, but... Uh, Happy New Year 2019. Crazy year. What a year. Career-wise, politically, uh, news-wise, everything was kooky. There's a wild... And end of a decade. It's not getting any attention. This is the last day of a decade. Wow, that flew, huh? Because it's like the aughts or the the teens, I guess. teens, yeah. We're back in the teens. So it's weird. This is a whole decade. And uh, end of a decade. This is the first full decade I lived in New York City. Oh. Interesting. Here's Here's a New Year's fart. Nothing. It was a Damn. little, it's a little nothing. Little <laughs> bubbles like this. Like I hate a bubble. You know? Oh, was that it? Yeah, that oh. was weird. You know what's weird is my gal likes when I fart because she feels more girly. Interesting. Isn't that a weird little blip into the mind of a woman? Well, why don't you hit her and take a shit on her chest? I mean, isn't that like I think a manly de- thing? I think or degrees, but uh, I think I, I'm with you. I hear you I, on the logic part, but I think yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's logical to hit her and take a shit on her chest. It is. I mean, if you're going off of a logical scale of like, okay, you like this, why wouldn't you like it up to 10 degrees? Yeah, like if she likes a fart, she should want to watch you take a big log and download a huge shit. Well, it's like when these cum-guzzling corporates go, we want you to be edgy. That means uh, fart into a mic. That doesn't mean uh, talk right. about uh, anal rape. Right, right. Um, but anywho, end of a decade, hell of a decade, and uh, thanks for be? listening. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I don't plugs? even know my dates because I don't have my calendar with me. But I got Madison coming up in a couple weeks. Woo! 
Comedy on State in Madison. I think it's January something. I'll put it on my website or Google it. Look at their website. And then I'm coming to the Omaha Funny Bone. Ooh. We got Skank Fest coming up. We got uh, Vegas. We yes. Do, we're doing Vegas again. Me, Mark, Veter, Vecchione. Uh, Maybe Ari. Possibly Ari. That's going to be March 30th through April 5th, I think. Yep. Come out to Vegas, Comedy Cellar Vegas. And uh, I'm going to be recording my album soon at the Village Underground. I don't know the date exactly. It might change. So Oh, that's exciting. Sell that out, people. Yeah, I'm hoping. And uh, yeah, check us out on Instagram. Like the videos. Comment on the videos. Go to the YouTube. Subscribe to that. Give us nice comments to get it up the algorithm. And uh, keep supporting us. We really appreciate it. And have a great, safe New Year's Eve. Here, here. Well said there, Chubbs. Thanks. Uh, I'm going to be all over the road. My, my agent's been doing a lot of blows so she's really up the ante here i'm doing a one-nighter in omaha coming up it's all on my website one-nighter in kansas city i think i'm going to wichita i'm going to des moines funny bone i love that i'm one. going to vancouver i'm going to toronto i'm going to chicago in may st louis uh oh, tampa uh, some other stuff. It's all on the website. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm blanking. I'm gay. I know. So, I stink at this. So, uh, yeah, tune in. Tell a friend. Get on the Patreon for the live apps. T-shirt at Podcast Merch. I've got shirts on my website. And, uh, yeah, follow us on the grams. Yell at Chipotle. Get Joe a Starbucks card. And uh, Uber's always fun. We'll see you in hell. Happy holidays. Praise Allah. Happy Kwanzaa.